Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You are welcome to another exciting episode of CADA Matters. CADA Matters is an awareness-raising program of CADA. CADA is an acronym for Church Against Domestic Abuse a UK-based charity working to prevent and end domestic abuse, especially in Christian homes. Listen to this episode with Gracilis so as to build healthy relationships and keep your home and relationships abuse-free. Oh, hello, 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 hello. Good evening. Hi, people. Guess who we have in the house? Hmm, this is hair. What do we have to say about this hair, people? What do we have to say? Is this part of the celebrating manhood? My hair is my hair. I have the hair, so I play with it, right? <laughs> okay, you see what we're saying? We have our boxes, we have what we, what we think the men should be like, and anytime we see anything that is a deviation from there, we want to like, no, 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 come back, come back, come back to where, where we want you to be. So thank you so much, everybody. I'm delighted we've got a guest here. I've been talking to him for years now. And I was telling myself earlier on this year, I was like, hmm, who's going to come to our men's international day this year? I'm like, ah, I'm CNC to come. I said, hmm, I hope he takes me seriously. <laughs> and then after some time, I was like, wait. <laughs> I thought to myself, he's getting very, very close to it. Better, better, better invite him. So welcome, everybody. And welcome to those who like to go and listen later. We see you. We come back and we're like, wow, all these people, where are they since we understand that a lot of people are busy. Some people are putting children to sleep. Some people have left that stage. Some people are reading. Whatever you're doing, whatever time you get to listen and watch this, you are welcome. Thank you, Ronke. And so today, this is like one of our annual events of the year. We have to celebrate the International Men's Day. And I know the men sometimes don't like to like, what's that? Is there a day for us? Yes, there's a day for men. It's November 19th. It's a day to celebrate men, to talk about men's issues, men's health, things to encourage the men to say, we see you, we see your sacrifice, we see your struggles, we may not understand it all, but just as it's not easy to be a woman, it's not easy to be a man. So I think we'll just start off by asking our guest to introduce himself, as you can all see, he's had no form of gender realignment or anything like that. He's a man, a full-fledged one. And so we'll ask him to identify himself, please. Thank you. Could you introduce yourself to our guest? Because some people might be wondering, why should he be the one to speak to us, you know? Why should I be the one to speak to us? Um, I think, firstly, it's uh, about celebrating a manhood, isn't it? And yeah. I think I've qualified to do that because I'm a man. Best. And I want to celebrate myself, right? I want to I the fact that at this time in my life, um, God has um, 
given us the opportunity or the privilege to to have a voice and to have an influence over people. So I think it's a, it's a, it's a privilege also to to have a day set aside to celebrate men. I I mean, till you mentioned that, I didn't know that, that was a thing, really. I know about Father's Day, but... There's good. a day for men. Just as there's a day for women. Women's soon is in May, but there's a day for men. So, well, let's start. Did you... Sorry? We didn't hear you. We didn't hear you. Your internet went... You said something just now. No, so, I know about the women's one because it's louder, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it is. It is louder. We're having CNC's network. It's um, it's not in a man's thing. It's not going into the cave. It's just interestingly acting up. And um, he was just trying to say something about how more widely pronounced and announced is the International Women's Day when you compare it to that of the men. Okay. Wow, we've have we lost him all together? Okay, viewers, it's uh, one of those things, the wonders of technology. But we're going to get him back, so I'll, I'll have a look again and try and get him back. It's the wonders of technology, and we have our man disappear. And let's get him in again. Thank you so much, viewers. We've just had. Um, Okay, I said it's the wonders of technology. So here's our man back. Yeah, that's the story of my life, right? <laughs> <laughs> okay, did you mention your name? Because I'm not sure I heard your name. Okay, so my name is Chedu, Chedu Urai. Um, people that know me from university, um, they know me as CNC. I mean, I've met people that don't know my first name. When I tell them my name is Chedu, they're like, okay. I've always known you as CNC. And, um, somebody asked me, do you know Chedu? I'm like, I know I don't know him, but I know CNC. <laughs> so my, my first name is Chedu. Yeah, um, I'm a man of one wife. Um, so by biblical, uh, by biblical standards, I should be a bishop. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, I have two, two amazing kids, a boy and a girl. Um, my boy is 15 and my girl, she's 12, going on 13, but she thinks she's 22. But still trying to get those numbers right. And yeah, I live in Gravesend. Gravesend um, is one of the towns in Kent. Kent is the garden of England. And um, so just, I'm um, And so, yeah, that's okay. me. Uh, that's you. That's good. So I said to me, Someone sent me a message. I said, oh, I'm coming to Kadamatas today. You have a fine boy coming, so I'm coming there. And I think he's married. Don't worry. <laughs> so let's start. Who can we define as a man? And when we say manhood, what exactly does that mean? Yeah, so that's a very interesting um, concept. So because that's who the definition of man seems to be very fluid right now. Uh, mm -hmm. In the world that we live in, right? And um, but if I want to define what a man is first, I, I, we can't take away the concept of gender. So a man is is the male gender of the human species, right? And so, um, he, so when we talk about, I mean, you, I, I'm not going to tell you anything about the science because you know it's all right. But 
we know one would one would want to um, describe based on hormones, right? The the male or the man is uh, has a very high level of testosterone. Um, so the, 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 and that gives expression to different things in his life, so the beards and the masculinity, wife and all of that. So that's on the gender side. So we can't take that out from from that uh, being a man. But then we talk about manhood, which is what we want to celebrate today. When I think of manhood, I think of the... There's this very old English word, chivalry. It's a very interesting word. Um, I also... For me, that connotes manhood um, because we're talking about men who are... We're talking about men who are courageous, they want to develop trust, they are honest, and they are committed, right? But it's very, very important to add this part to it, that the reason they are, they typify this sort of um, factors or indicators is not because they want to score points. So it's not because oh I want to I want to get this girl to sleep with me I want her to 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 be very close to me that's why I'm all of this I'm this because this is what I'm just I'm totally committed to this is me and so when I think of when I think of manhood that essentially comes to mind um, you, uh, uh, um manhood is some is a man of course so gender who is fully committed right to be Trustworthy, to be honest, to be reliable, and um, protective of his family. And um, so, back in the in the 12th century, that was chivalry. It was actually associated with the knight. Uh, you know, we all know who the knight is. When you see call somebody it's knight, right? And so, it's a very high calling. Okay. That's quite interesting, as in you looking at manhood from there. And I know that this might be an overflow question. It's the butt of many jokes. It's something that we keep saying. If it was a man, men, I mean, I remember one time somebody brought a book, you know, a very big book, and the title of the book was Understanding a Woman, you know, and all of all those jokes. And when one begins to, when we come to a day like this, we begin to wonder, as in, just even saying that the men's day is less, you know, pronounced compared to the women's day. And I remember reading, um, I think it was John Gray that wrote that book, Men Are From Mars and Women Are From Venus. Could you help us with some of the differences between men and women? Yeah, uh, this is also a very interesting um, differentiation. So yes, men are different from women, right? I agree, we agree totally. I think everybody would agree totally with that. So if we talk about the science of it, so we talked about hormones earlier, and also physically when we look at it, we are very different. But also emotionally, men are different from women. Um, strength-wise, um, I, I got to know this, that when it comes to strength, men are different from women. So they say that the, the man is, um, the man's strength lays, um, lies in his upper body. Right, so his arms, his chest, and all of that, right? But the woman's strength lies on her lower body, so that's why a woman can give birth. And um, we know that oh, there have been there's been situations where they put a man into a delivery suit and they 
have to send the man out because they can't take care of the man while the woman is in delivery because the man can't get can't take it right. Although he's Will strong. Will you be a confession time? No, confession time. It's, 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 I mean, I know a doctor. A doctor actually told me that right. That that was his experience. And so, so that actually talks to the fact that men and women are different. Then also when it comes to emotions, generally, generally, um, women are more in tune with their emotions, right? Um, men, many times men don't actually, we don't know who we are, right? Was We're coming to terms with it or learning to be men. And um, the very interesting thing about it is that we learn on the job. Um, think about you, for instance, your identity. How many years you spend in university just to open somebody's mouth, right? But a man does not go to any school. He just like, okay, you're a man. And the bad thing about it is that some of us don't actually go to get information about what it means to be a man. I mean, I use the word shivery just now. I can assure you that a lot of people have not heard of that word before. So we just, we learn on the job. And sometimes, unfortunately, in the course of learning on the job, I mean, for a dentist, you make... You, you do make mistakes, right? Because this is after years of training. So think about a man, right, who had no training. The mistakes are going to be extrapolated, right? So, mm -hmm. so we're, we're in the process of getting to know ourselves, getting to learn who we are, and also think that difference means better, which is not. So men and women are different, but it doesn't mean that the man is better than the woman or the woman is better than the man. They are just different. And this um, finds expressions in different things that we do, right? So um, there's a myth out there that um, women can multitask, men cannot. Um, that's subject to another thing, right? Um, I know I, I had that conversation with the lady and she almost took me to the share for saying that. Well, yeah, it is a myth, right? But one thing we know is uh, that women, everything is linked with them, right? So their emotions could be linked to their job, to their, to the way they talk to people. So I, I use my my biggest experience, right, is with my wife, right? So if my wife is, if my wife and I will have differences, right, it would affect the way she functions at work. Right, it will affect the way she talks to her friends, to affect the way she talks, to everything, the way she does her housework, right? But for a man, most often than not, the man is like this compartmentalized, right? I'm dealing with my wife, but I'm at work now, so let me leave my wife alone, <laughs> let me leave my children alone. So that those mm -hmm. are the sort of different expressions of the differences that you will see between the man and the woman. Yeah, excellent. I, I think that's very true. I cannot agree with you more. And then I begin to wonder if these differences could actually be trigger points for, you know, domestic abuse, you know, and perhaps the way men and women respond when it comes to domestic abuse. And, and the truth about the matter is that the statistics that we have on Grant tells us that um, one out of every four women, you know, suffer or suffer from domestic abuse compared to one out of every seven. I don't know if it's a question of under-reporting or is a question of when it comes to using power and control. But what I like to say is, what do you think are the differences between men and women could be some of the trigger points when it would look at the statistics, you know, of domestic abuse? And then if men have been from our statistics more likely to be perpetrators of domestic abuse, why do you think this is the 
why do you think this is the case and what do you think we can do to change this narrative all right so yes our differences actually um is what gives expression to that yeah I, i would want to agree with you um from we know right that what you don't understand you will resist so like i mentioned earlier right we're just coming to terms with us being a man i mean for me i've not been responsible for somebody before i mean i had i had siblings right but i've not been responsible like i have to go and take a woman right and say okay i need to take you into my house and be are you be my wife i've not done that before so it's a learning curve for me right so i so um, for, in, in my own instance i didn't have any sister so i didn't have any somebody like okay i'm used to a woman from right or four boys so all of a sudden i find myself as a woman right and i've not understood myself yet so always expressing things i'm not used to and because i because i don't understand it i resist it right mm-hmm. i resisted and unfortunately because a lot of men don't understand right the 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 word i use chivalry the, the weakness to protect a woman that if a woman finds security in her, in her man right so yeah. uh, I, i i got to know the year i got married right have you noticed right that when you after the wedding when the bride and the groom they are walking out right Have you ever noticed that this the woman stays on a particular side of the man? Yeah, the positions change. Yeah, yeah. I never knew that the woman is actually supposed to stay on the left hand of the man. Never knew that like go married. So, so can you imagine, right? So what does that mean? The uh, what the story is that the woman should be on the left so that the man can use his right to protect the woman. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? So without an understanding of this that you are actually obligated to actually protect people your your strength giving to you on your upper body to protect people so if you don't have an understanding of this you would resist anything that is different to what you know and so that's what is when knowledge becomes very important i love this there are two verses of scripture in proverbs right one says that if your strength fails you in the day of adversity your strength is small right and he who increases knowledge increases strength mm. right? if you don't increase knowledge then you won't have strength and your strength will fail you in that adversity adversity could be something that is contrary to what you know so when a man because like we know the the, the role the gender role is um, very fluid right now right so i mean i've seen we've heard of, we used to hear of stay at home men sorry stay at home women now we have stay at home men right so it might can be intimidated by the fact that oh my wife earns more than me he doesn't understand it because he's he's grown up knowing that men earn more right then all of a sudden you get married to a very intelligent doctor and um she's into her research she's very well she's a consultant so she earns more money than you that could be intimidating that's not something he's used to so because of of course he uh, there is no knowledge in that regard that oh she's my wife it's okay is our money <laughs> right then that could be could be a source of conflict so people being on two different sides of the of the equation so that's all, and that that is, is one issue so this whole different 
redefinition of roles and also the fact that you don't even understand the woman because I mean I've been married for a bit so the a woman is complex right um you, you I, okay it's okay we're celebrating international men they will forgive you for that statement <laughs> My experience, no complex does not mean wonderfully, carefully made, not hard. Yes, wonderful. I, I, I tell my wife, right, like on my wife's forehead, I say there should be a sign there, handle with care, right? <laughs> like, seriously. And so, if you don't take out time to manage and understand that, it will be, it will be a source of conflict. Hmm. Um, when you you have a, a particular expectation and it's not met, it could be a source of conflict for both of you. And men that don't understand it will tend to, instead of use their upper body strength to protect and shield their spouses, they use it against their spouses. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, I, and when I when I think of this whole concept of protecting and covering your spouse, I think of Joseph. Um, somebody described Joseph as the full measure of a man. When I talk about Joseph, I'm not talking about um, Prince, the Egypt, Egyptian Joseph, but Joseph, the, the husband of Mary. Um, there's something very beautiful about uh, um, that picture, right? The fact that Joseph got to, knew that, got to know that his wife was pregnant and it was not his own. He was not married to her, actually. He was, the Bible says he was betrothed to her. And that had a had very huge significance because until she she gave birth, he couldn't sleep, he couldn't lie with her. And if he doesn't lie with her and he's not exposed that she's a virgin at the time of his wedding, it will bring disgrace to her family, which could actually go either way if you go to the Old Testament, right? But Bible says something about Joseph. Said, Joseph decided to put her away quietly. Mm -hmm. That was that. So what does that tell me? That Joseph intended to cover Mary. That talks about protection. We, we, we talk about the hiding place in God, right? We talk about our shield, our refuge, our covering. That's what Joseph did to him. Covered her so that she would be free from disgrace. God stepped in at the right time and told him, no, you, you're fine. But just the fact that his heart was to cover her, that's chivalry. He wanted yeah. to no, continue. So he wanted to do what? Protect her. Protect her. I wanted to protect her. I wanted, because the implication of her not of her being with the a child before marriage. Yeah. yeah. She was supposed to be stoned. And the family will be disgraced, right? But he mm -hmm. covered her. I think I like what you said about, you know, when we're talking about changing the narrative, you know, changing that narrative that men are always, you know, the perpetrators as in talking about knowledge and the fact that, you know, knowledge will cause there to be an increase in strength. So if we're going to get strength in any area, if we're going to, if we see ourselves and want to do better in any area, then just like what the Bible says, we should be ready to increase knowledge, which is not always very easy. And, and I think that, you know, for what you're talking about, the man protecting, that, that is such a, that's such a good way to look at it. And that brings me to another question because one begins to look at, you know, you've said that, oh, your wife is complex. And at first, not even that, you said women are complex, but I told you that we're forgiving for that statement because we're saying right. How many women do I know? Is my wife that is complex? <laughs> okay, so 
you know it's it's one thing for a man to you know what you're saying because you've said now that it's not it's a learning on the job you know and i then begin to wonder i said okay if it's a learning on the job what can we do you know to make sure that a boy is groomed in such a way that he actually goes into the right form of his way of manhood the right concept of manhood the, the, the positive you know as it were model as it what exactly could we how can a boy be groomed in such a way that he also celebrate the fact that he's a boy or is going to be a man because these days it seems people are being groomed to say i'm no more this i'm now this hey because that's that's a lot of i mean this like in the reality of the world that we live in how how can we you know help the young boys that are coming up to actually embrace manhood and all that manhood means yeah so um like i mentioned earlier it all boils down to knowledge right um and like i said um, a lot of us don't know what we're doing so we're learning on the job and we're growing in it right and so um if you want to there, there's this concept mentorship right is a very um amazing concept because um it talks about people doing things instead of the father figure right and that's something that's missing in society today right um some boys out there don't have fathers in the house right and so those men in as men in in the spaces that they are it, they would need to take such boys under their wings and model to them because i think that's the best way people learn modeling when you see if you see me do it you will, you will imbibe it because you know it's like when you look to me as an authority figure you, you know i like tell my kids and you, i think you you all, you would have recognized it when you're growing up that is never wrong what that it does is right and so just modeling that before your before boys before um young men coming up is uh, one way for them to grasp the concept of what manhood is actually about because they look up to you and forming that mentorship relationship i think it's actually very very important as as you especially if you're part of a church look for young men around um i know with the with the millennials they think they know a lot of things but just going out there to develop relationship with them let get the age out of it the age doesn't matter really if you want to friend somebody forget about the age and just develop that relationship with them letting them understand that you are always there for them that's the key i've i've got a an elderly guy in my church that he does that very well he goes and i'm just going back to back with him because i admire the guy a lot like i can sit with him and he will tell me stuff that i didn't know right and that's in is in it's called intentional mentoring mm. you have to be intentional because mentoring does not happen by mistake mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so being open to developing such relationship is key, As, and it's most important. We're talking about godly men, not the way that manhood has been defined in society. It's very, very important that we make this distinction. Um, the the society has um, has defined men in the way they want men to be, um, but God has His own standard. There is a, there's a standard that God expects of a man. Um, he is to love his wife, love people, and be there for them. Strength, be a source of inspiration to people, and uh, that's very, very important. 
I can see you're getting some red hats now that you've said something about men and love. And I think I'll begin to ask you, what does love mean? I know the women want to hear this answer. So think about it very well before you answer. What does love mean to a man? And how do men generally want love to be shown to them? Okay. Um, before I, I go there, I want to... I want to I, there's a book. I, I'm going to end up recommending a lot of books here this evening. There's a book, Love Languages, mm -hmm. right? Um, Gary Smalley. It's a very beautiful book um, because um, when I first... I've never read it, but my wife talks to, to me about it. So in my head, I have the book in my head. Just Love Languages. People relate to... They see love differently, right? But generally... Um, I'll tell you this very funny story. Um, one day, when I was dating my wife, then I went to see her. She was not happy. She had this look on her face. Like, it's not fair. It's not fair. I'm like, what's not fair? And we're looking at Ephesians, the book of Ephesians, chapter 5, where God was giving man instruction, giving women instruction, right? And so she was reading from the Amplified because she just got an Amplified Bible. I know Amplified, that's where it does Amplified that person. Amplified. <laughs> just blows it out. And that scripture says something. It says that um, you should see to it that you reverence your man, that you respect him. Right? Um, there are this, there's this notion that everything that is blowing in a man's head is sex. I, I tell my wife that that's not true. I don't think a man will talk about sex 24-7. No. Um, maybe when you just get married, possibly. But as you go, as you as you progress in that marital journey, um, no, it's respect because the male ego is real. It, it is real. It is what real. Anointing yeah. no, does not take care of that. Anointing, <laughs> <laughs> right? yes, but we are still in we are still in the flesh, right? Presence of sin. So that male ego is key, and I believe that's why Paul wrote. To that ego, they see to it that this man is respected. A man, a, a, a man that's respected will do anything. Will do anything, um, and it's very, very important that a man feels respected. Uh, and that could find expression in different things, but the fact that he's respected says a lot. Okay, so women will do anything. A, a man that's respected will do anything. Love is respect for a man. If you respect, if you love me, then let's see that in respect. The time is far spent. I'm looking oh at the my. time. But uh, remember, viewers, that we had some technical issues when we started. And, and that will bring me to my last question, which was technical issues. So um, one of the things about this uh, Men's Day in particular is the fact that um, it's also a day to highlight what different charities are doing as in concerning supporting men and boys. And you know, generally in this country, the church is a charity. Yeah. What do you think the church could do when it comes to men and boys? What do you think we could do more? What do you think we should do less of? Uh, what, what would you say, if, I mean, if you, if you had the opportunity to address the leaders, you know, people in the church, what can we do to change the narrative you know, so that there'll be a difference in the well-being of lives and boys, that the boys in the church will not begin to think they need to be sissy, you know, that the boys in the church will grow up 
believing that manhood is something to be celebrated what what do you think that the church could do what 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 are your thoughts um i would, I would um say and even this day now so even this day now most you find out that most churches they don't even recognize this day it just comes and you know and goes it's not one of those things so let's hear from you you just took that for me. I'll, I'll, I'll say two things, right? Um, but I will bring a diff, a another to that. So, first and foremost, men should be celebrated. They should be valued. Um, I, 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 I know. So we we'll, we we'll talk about um, men's uh, Women's Day, International Men for Day for Women. It's known everywhere, right? But we don't know about it. even Father's Day. Is not is not given as much weight as Mother's Day, and children think something. It sends a message, right? It does send a message, and I, I think we should the church should bring a balance. It's it, it's quite important. Um, men, men, you want the young people to see that men are valued in society, because the man faces a lot of pressure. He does, and he wants to feel. It, he wants to do, to to feel valued, even if a man is not recognized for what he does. He will, he will do it anyhow. But when you when you value him and you celebrate him, he's, he's actually motivated to to do even more. So the church that's something the church should do: value men and celebrate men. Make examples of what good men are about. What is expected of men? Let when it, because the pope the pope is a very powerful tool in the church. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and speak things from there. It affects, it holds a lot of, a lot of weight. It holds a lot of weight. So that's why if you, just for an example, you come on the pulpit and you say, oh, um, if you don't give money, you're going to fall down and die, right? It holds a lot of weight and people running about for it. Just imagine if you say that if you celebrate men and you give that much voice to men also for the pulpit. It holds a lot of weight. So that's one. And two, Creating a platform for men to come together. Mm. It's very important. That's one thing my my church do, has done very well. I mean, you have, if you go to any church, any church at all, it's very easy for the women to come together. It's very easy. They do it easily. Because women talk, right? Women talk. They, they, they give voice to their emotions easily. But men don't do it. It's I mean, uh, for a man, I'm learning that recently. I, it's not it, because society has made us to understand that speaking out it shows that you're weak. Crying is weak. I remember when I lost my mom. Somebody came up and like, "Man, don't cry!" Like, are you kidding me? I just lost my mom. You're telling me not to cry. What? There's nothing wrong with crying, right? And so, just creating that platform for men to for men to come together and talk. Mm. Mm. It's a learning process, but you want to create that platform for the men to speak out, and that would be men coming together over anything. Like in my church on Saturday, we have a movie night, so men are going to come together and watch a movie. And when men come together, I like that they will talk. Then also, I mean, I I started cycling this year, right? Why? Because men in my church came together and we cycled, and the things that happen when we cycle is just so amazing. We cycle for so far and we chill, then we start talking. We start talking, and you want men to talk. Because if the man has an, an outlet 
to give expressions to his emotions. Trust me, he will not be an abuser. Because it's just, it's all different emotions, right? So he's looking for where to paint it. And sometimes the nearest person of what you right. But if he has somebody he can talk to, somebody who he can call, like, hey, my head is, I'm getting to that place where I'm my little friend. Somebody that can pull him out of the house. That would actually give him an outlet. So creating that platform for men to speak is very important. Then the angle I said I was going to add to it is men need to take that or take up that offer. Because mm -hmm. so you see men are still holding on to that volcano on the inside of them. There's no outlet for them. Because though the platform has been offered by some churches, not everybody takes it on. Mm -hmm. so, so, so that's, that's, that's the, the balance here. Mm -hmm. We meet a good church where they celebrate men, they have an active men's ministry where men come together, they talk. Men love to do sports. Men love, men love to express their strength. So that's what we want. <laughs> Can we cycle up to 40 miles? Can we do 100 miles? You are challenged, right? And mm -hmm. if you want to express yourself, are you? When you go back, you, you, you don't feel pressure. Let's go and play tennis. Let's go and play squash. I mean, just that platform, the, sport, the, the sports activities I mentioned, they are not the outcome. They are just a vehicle to the outcome, which is to get the man the man to talk. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and I, I, I think that that would go a long way to, mm -hmm. to reduce the pressure that men face. Because men to men, they, 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 we all understand what we, what we go through. I mean, I just give you an example. There was one day we we're talking in church. Men, I'm talking about men from. We're talking about different ages, right? So, oh, young boys to men, women, men who have been married for quite a while, and we're talking and we're sharing the same experiences. What does that tell you? That men, you are not crazy, right? You, are, everybody's going through the same, but it can be managed. Mm -hmm. To have that conversation. Everybody, every man could contribute to it because it's all our experiences. Like you can't take an experience from somebody, right? Yeah, but when yeah. you have an avenue to speak it out, it just makes it easy. Wow. Makes it easy. Wow, wow, wow. Okay, thank you so much for all of that. The pooping is actually a very effective, effective and influential tool that we could use. When when the pastor says from the pulpit, I was washing plates at home before my daughter came to meet me. It says a lot. It's different from I was helping my wife to wash plates. No, you're not helping your wife to wash plates. I was washing plates. This is, you know, there's a way you say that it is, that when the pastor says I was washing plates, then you get some men in the house. They're like, hmm? Okay, pastor washes plates. I guess what? He's going to start trying to do that. Why? Because pastor is modeling something. Good. Pastor, pastor is saying, oh, I was baiting my children the other day. I was doing this, I was doing that. That that just begins to like put a new thing, as it were, uh, a new picture of what a man looks like. Because those are the things that people see when they hear what their mentors or people they look up to, when they hear them say they do this, they do that, that makes them realize, okay, so it's, that's not beneath me. That's something that I could do. And it's been a wonderful session. We've learned so much today. Uh, there's been Rema. There's been so many things that CNC has shared with us today, and we are really, really delighted. And for those of us who do not know the day, the International Men's Day is every November 19th, and this year it falls on the Saturday. And because it's fall, it fell on the Saturday, we're like, okay, the Thursday before then, we'll use it to celebrate the men. So this is 
Uh, a shout out to all the men in the house, all the men who come to Kadamatas, all the men who have ever been to Kadamatas, all the men who haven't been, but they keep sending messages to say, wow, that's a great job. I heard that. I listened to that. This is to you. We are saying happy Men's Day. And thank you so much, CNC, for joining us. It was oh, a pleasure God. and a delight. Bye yes. for now, everybody. Let's yes. show CNC some love. Let's give him some more hearts, some more hearts, some more hearts. And yes, yes and all the... Sorry, you want to say something? Thank you very much for having me. And um, I just want to say thank you for everything that you do. I know I, I keep saying that, like, I really appreciate what you do. The fact that you take on some very uncommon topics or difficult um, conversations that you put out. I, I really appreciate you. I'm having a bank next year. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's some people you're like, you're glad to like, oh, Grace is my friend. She's my friend. Yeah, I can call her. <laughs> yeah. So thank you. Okay. So we're sending some hearts to CNC as he leaves. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Larry. Thank you so much, um, Ron Care. I saw some other people. Let me see. Why can't I find them again? Thank you so much for joining. We'll come your way again next week. I think, yeah, so next week is, is also another big week because next week we're going to be celebrating the International Day for Elimination of Violence Against Women. That is one of our biggest nights. So we'll be here next week on Thursday and the day is on Friday so we're all going to be here we have a gender-based uh, uh, gender-based uh, violence specialist and she's also a pastor's wife so just tune in next week that is what we'll be discussing bye for now thank you so much we hope you enjoyed and learnt from today's session till we come your way again remember God hates abuse there is no excuse for abuse the church which is you and I say no to domestic abuse.